You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides, your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 95, recorded December 6th, 2020. The topic for this episode is Legacies Lament Part 1. I am your host for this episode, and my name is Orchid. I am Elemist. Yay! Elemist, we're at 95 episodes. Right? Yeah. I mean, you sent me the thing, um, we have to say, you sent me a text the other day that said that we had 100 uploads, and we've had, like, announcements and things. That was very exciting, so. Hooray! Almost there. Go us! We're almost there with actual episodes, but that's a big number for us, so I'm gonna be happy about that. Uh, podcast info, uh, we encourage feedback that can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. Uh, you can tweet at me at hey, it's orchid or elemist at I underscore am underscore elemist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com, or you can leave us a review wherever you can find the podcast, except for Spotify. Fuck you, Spotify. You can, uh, find us in our discord, the lore hub. Uh, there is a link to uh, join our Discord in the actual description uh, of the podcast. Uh, just check your app, or you can find a link in our uh, Twitter, or you can ask any of us on Twitter or wherever you can find somebody that's someone in our actual Discord. I'm sure we can get you one. Um, you can also find our info at thelorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. Hey. I sort of nailed that. It's been a couple of weeks because we had a week off. Happy Thanksgiving, Elmas. <laughs> yeah, to you too. Yeah. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. Uh, my my roommate and I just sat around watching Supernatural, eating a turducken. You, wait, wait, you had a you actually had a turducken? Oh yeah, this is like the Tell second year or third year. Really? Yeah. So for oh those God. So for those who don't know, a turducken is a chicken inside of a duck inside of a turkey. Mm-hmm. It's the like fabled birdception. trifecta of deliciousness. Oh, it was good. And we had a uh a Cajun pork um stuffing mm-hmm. in the chicken. So like it was just it was so good. Hmm. So technically, good. it was a pig inside of a chicken inside of a. <laughs> oh my god! Now you're making it sound like there was in Hannibal. There was an episode where there was like a guy sewn into a pig, sewn into or a pig sewn into a guy, a guy sewn into a pig into a horse, and that was like the murder turducken. <laughs> <I think. laughs> At least that's what I called it. <laughs> that just sounds awesome. I know, right? I don't. I think it was the first season. You'd have to go back and watch it. God, Hannibal was such a good show. Anyway, um, that sounds good. I streamed for five hours or something, and that's pretty much all I did. Because I did not yeah. go home for Thanksgiving. I canceled my plans. I was supposed to actually go see um, some friends in the Midwest and canceled my plans because Oregon is the highest covid like whatever giving state in the country right now <laughs> transmissible state yeah 
I don't want to be winning like this. <laughs> so you're number uh, one in something you don't want to be number one. No, we're winning in the worst possible way. So I am um, trying to completely and utterly cut myself off from everybody else, which isn't hard because I play video games and stream and mostly stay indoors. <laughs> Except at work where I work, you know, outside. So it's not so bad. But yeah, so... I sort of made dinner. I actually, like, ended up making Thanksgiving on Saturday or Sunday. But, oh, man, turducken sounds so good. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah, Supernatural ended. How do you feel about that? Yeah. I actually thought it was a really good ending for the way the series was headed. Mm. I cried for 20 minutes. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, the only time I cried that much was when Cortana died. So, like... (gasps) (laughs) I cried so much when Cortana died. Oh, my God. It hurt so bad. So, like, you understand the pain. I do. The pain is real. Jesus. Oh yeah, Immolent came out. If you guys haven't heard it yet, um, Green with her Destiny lore audio file invited a bunch of voice actors from t- the Termino Project, which is where I'm like the voice actor mom. It's I'm the production assistant for the voice actors, so I make sure they get to I schedule everybody to make sure they have their scripts. So I'm like the soccer mom, but they. Um, yeah, so both episodes are out now. If you guys want to listen to it, I play Sagira. They let me play it with their fun. So I hope you guys go listen to it. It was good times. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. <laughs> it was really good. And if you listened to last week's episode, you would have heard that all of us put the same filters um, that we used for that uh, audio play. Um, he added it onto saint and sagira in those as well so thank you it was a nice surprise just to clue everyone in i had only sent orchid um a preview of me as saint so her as sagira was kind of completely a a surprise i didn't know he was gonna do that so when I heard it, it like made me giggle a little bit. <laughs> Yay. Anyway, I completely derailed our entire like list of what we were going to talk about in the toggle. Um, did you want to say anything about the raid now that it's been out that people haven't already said? I mean, it's pretty great. It is a great raid. At this point, it actually is my favorite. Um. Which was kind of a, a tough thing to beat because I love all the D1 raids. Mm-hmm. You know, actual raids, not strikes. Rota. Right, right. Um, <laughs> But like, yeah, this has to be my favorite raid. Just hands down. It is amazing. 
and it's like personally my favorite part is once you actually defeat Atrax until the space station meets its demise like just that jumping puzzle and mm -hmm. the uh the third encounter just right wow. there is my favorite segment the so jumping good. puzzle is like so aesthetically just everything I also like to turn the voice off because I'm like, Clovis, you're fucking ruining it for me. <laughs> <laughs> like Stop he ruins talking. a lot of things. <laughs> he ruins everything. Like you're ruining my vibe, dude. <laughs> it's it's like how he ruins a lot of things. Yep. Clovis is why we can't have nice things. Nope. <laughs> uh, it's so great though. So pretty. Uh, one of my friends actually showed me how to break into it so we could take screen caps of um, parts of the raid when it wasn't running. And so it was it was weird to see it from like down below underneath a lot of things. <laughs> but it, it was um, it's still just so pretty. Oh yeah. All the oh god, everything in there. I even like all of the weapons and all of the armor and everything that you get. Oh, from the it weapons too. are beautiful. I mean they're reskinned things we already have, but They are, but like I'm okay with that. <laughs> they're pretty. I'm okay with it. They're they're very aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. I even like the and, sounds I make. And I guess that's all that really matters to me is that I just it feels good and looks good yeah okay also the warlock robes um all they do is show off my thighs and that's all i care about i'm like thick thighs save lives <laughs> my warlock looks amazing <laughs> it's i like the titan days. i like Lakes the titan days. armor mm-hmm the armor this season is so good, like that, and then there's the black armory armor, which is just like a butt towel for the warlock. So I'm like, not only do I have my butt towel aesthetic that I like when I'm running my titan, but I'm on my warlock, so I can pretend I'm on my titan. Um, so it shows off like my butt and my thighs. I'm like, this is like a real thigh, like hip heavy season. And I'm like, mm, Bungie knows what we like. We like them thick. <laughs> oh, God. Yep. They know we like the cake. So, good job, Budgie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My inner perp is showing. What? I can hear you shaking your head from here. <laughs> well, like, you're just, you're perving about yourself, literally. I'm perving about my character. I don't think of myself as my character. I think of my character as my character. Uh, just, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's see. I'm finally playing the game. Crucible super broken. My friends and I have been breaking out of Crucible maps because they're broken. Bungie, please fix. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, the Lament uh, entire quest was fun. 
It was. Giant uh, Clovis head is fun. I like how snarky he is. <laughs> Only because that's like your level of Stark. I know. I love it so much. I'm like, Clovis AI, can you be my ghost? I, my ghost? Mm. I, yeah. Mm-mm. No? Would not want. Oh, I want Clovis AI to be my ghost because my ghost sucks. He and I would take over the world together. It'd be great. Like, I'm all right with getting a different ghost. I would not want mm-hmm. Clovis. You want me to be your ghost? I'd no. be a good ghost. What? Because I would be afraid you wouldn't revive me. I would totally revive you. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would just be really <laughs> snarky while doing it. I'd be like, again? Seriously? Well, I guess. Right. Exactly. And I don't want that. <laughs> uh, it'd be good. If I'm going to do something stupid, which admittedly I do a lot of, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to want to hear somebody snark at me the entire time. No. Oh, okay. No? Oh. No. Too bad. Too bad. So sad. All right. Shall we go into a lore network ad? Sounds good. Nice. There, see, I kept it to 13 minutes. Aren't you proud of me? I am. Thank you. I worked really hard at that. <laughs> the Lore Network. Tune into the Spin Foil Theory Podcast for questions. Who is an or? Who is an or? What is what is an or? What is that? For queries. Did the hive really just body shame the Vex into changing their frames? For special guests. All the guests. For spin foil theories. Mars Sabbath Moon. The Spin Foil Theory Podcast. Insert information here. So why he didn't he didn't give the he didn't give the information we didn't give, he didn't give the information? Oh, uh, Spinfoil Theory is available on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. Uh, you can also get us at at Twitter at Spinfoil Theory and or uh, uh, Spinfoil Theory at gmail.com. All right, this is a brief intro to the topic. This lore book is obtained by finding dead exos across Europa. Each entry revolves around a different EXO during the first days of the program. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. And I'll be covering the first entry. Recovered memory. When one. June 3rd, 10.43 a.m. The walls are shaking again. Like thunder. I wonder how deep they've gotten now. Good thing we're so far in. This room was meant to hold. Too thick to breach, supposedly. We'll see if it crumbles under the weight of the Vex. You're worried they'll get in here. It's almost like he can hear what I'm thinking. Then again, who knows what kind of dirty tech he put in our heads. 
There are only two places on Europa I've built to be impenetrable, and this room is one of them. Stop worrying and activate the new model, he says. He's breaking protocol again. Every exo and human in this room can see it. Dr. Bray explicitly stated we were to wait for her return. I am the only Br Dr. Bray. You take orders from now. We have to assume Elizabeth is dead. The talking robot head is just as cold as the old man was. What else would you expect from the psycho who died and made himself into an all-seeing AI? Here's to hoping the unconscious exo in front of us is nothing like the real thing. Now, activate him immediately, or I will promptly deactivate you. Okay, okay. I trigger the awakening protocol. The exo's eyes light up. It's confused. I, I remember that feeling. Who am I? Where am I? Where'd my skin go? At least we woke up with protocols in place. This guy's entering a war zone. Can't be pleasant. Who am I? Where am I? Am I... Metal? The new guy asks. Called it. The AI takes the lead. The answers to those questions are rather complicated, and our usual methods of easing you into this reality are not currently at our disposal. So I will attempt simplicity in my responses. The AI goes on to quickly explain where we are, what exos are, how they work, and why they're important. And once you've completed your training, there will be a shiny new toy waiting for you to commemorate your accomplishment. Why? Because you're special, unstoppable, a fighter and an intellectual, better than the rest. Nothing in the whole universe will be able to stop you, the AI finishes. I see. That sounds good. And who, what are you? The new guy asks. I'm glad you asked. I'm Clovis Bray. And you and I are... Why is he awake? A voice demands. Dr. Bray. She's alive. Come in through the tunnel. This should be good. A couple exos trail behind her. Noe 2 and Mia 9. I thought you'd died, Elizabeth, says the AI. So I asked when one here to wake him up. Dr. Bray flashes me an angry look. I ought to unplug the AI bastard. So, you broke protocol, she says. I put the protocol in place, Elizabeth. I can break it. I only need someone I trust to initiate the signal. I can sense Dr. Bray's frustration. The Vex are everywhere. We should be evacuating Europa. There's a group of survivors pinned down in Bunker E-15. I need help rescuing them. That can wait. I've equipped Karen's crossing. Uh, with an advanced signaling technology connected to the Warmind and his bunkers. If we match that to the communication signal used by the Vex, we could theoretically lead them off-world and salvage what we've built here. But the Vex have cut off internal communications channels 
and cloud memory collection. You'll need to do it manually, Elizabeth, the AI says. That'll lead the Vex straight to Mars. Earth. You've said it yourself. The Vex desire only annihilation. You're talking about billions of lives lost. I'll play no part in that, she says. My sweet, naive granddaughter. Humanity never stood a chance against the Vex. And those lives are expendable. Besides, each one lost is an exo gained. Another soldier to fight against the Vex. The future is exo. It's Bray. Our legacy. That's all that matters. The AI replies. The new guy's listening in. He may be a bit of a blank slate, but he's not digging any of this. Dr. Bray's jaw is clenched something fierce. Looks like she's gonna attack. I, I don't blame her. Perhaps our legacy should be burnt to the ground, she says. Elizabeth, are you planning to activate the Morning Star? Once I get everyone I can off-world, I'll do whatever I have to. We won't lose any more lives over this. Hell yeah, lady! Everybody, listen up. Exos and able-bodied humans, I need you. Grab any weapons you can, and let's go, she says. We're all in. Weapons in hand, we start piling into the tunnel. Even the new guy. But Dr. Bray's not about it. Hold on there. You haven't gone through any initiation protocols. You're not ready, she says. If there are lives to be saved, that's where I need to be. The new guy replies. He's oddly determined. Where you need to be, AI interjects, is with your family. Me. Every instinct I have is telling me to reject you, the exo retorts. Nice, new guy. I bet if Dr. Bray could smile, she'd be doing it right now. She grabs a gun out of a cache and tosses it to the new guy. Perhaps you're ready after all, she says. New guy stands steady, handles the weapon well. He's definitely ready for this. Protocols be damned. Elizabeth, the AI says. He wants the last word, as usual. I will protect our legacy. That makes two of us, she says, and closes the tunnel door behind us. Badass. Mm, that was fun. Man, that is a long entry. Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, there's a lot to just unpack here let's go to the beginning so the unnamed exo that we at the beginning do not know who this is <laughs> the new guy the new guy um we're gonna act on the idea that we don't know who it is uh, mm -hmm. has um has been activated elsie bray is not happy about it um she is already exo at this point i'm assuming that's what it sounded like to me. I'm assuming she's already XO. Um, because there's a point in there where it says, I bet if she could smile, she'd be doing she it right would. now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I thought you so, died, Elizabeth. Yeah, I'm gonna assume. So either she's EXO or she just recently got Botox. I'm gonna assume she's EXO at this point. Um, and let's see, the Vex are everywhere. They're going to, they're going to freaking nuke the planet. What is it with the Braves and wanting to nuke the planet? Clovis don't give a fuck. They, they, I mean, I should be saying nuke the moon and not the planet, but I'm just going to, for ease of discussability's sake, going to call it a planet, even though I know it's a moon. Please Celestial body. Me. Celestial body. <sighs> the moon. Europa. I know Europa is. I taught astronomy for five years. I know Europa is a moon, guys. Jesus Christ. I'm just a, going to say celestial body. Celestial bot. That's more words. I was trying to avoid words. <laughs> so many words. Anyway, so they're going to. Um, they're going to they, nuke the body. They're saying, they're saying, screw everything. We're going to destroy this entire celestial body. God, <laughs> the worst. And um, they just want to salvage what they have. They, the Vex have cut everything off because the Vex are just absolutely have taken over at this point. And I'm like, you know what? The, when you build a giant Vex gate on your moon, right? Like the Vex are going to come expect? through. What did you think was going to happen? This was our worry when Ikora went and built a giant Vex gate in the tower. Honestly, when right. we saw that that was what she was doing, we're like, maybe you shouldn't. Like, just a thought. Don't don't do this and then she went and did it we're like could you stop just for once if you It'd guys be nice if you stop <laughs> yeah i do recall all of our conversations where we're like is she really doing this <laughs> are you dumb right <laughs> and this is the same kind of situation where like are you really doing this are you dumb <laughs> like what do you think is gonna happen Oh, you built the thing that lets all the Vex in and you're wondering why there's Vex everywhere? <laughs> really? Right. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, wow, Clovis. For how smart you are, you're a goddamn idiot. <laughs> no, we have protocols in place to prevent that. No, you don't. <laughs> it's the Vex. <laughs> They're slippery. They don't give a shit about your protocols. Right. Yeah. Like, Vex I mean, come on. It's, it's the Vex. It's a Vex. They don't care about your protocols. They're just going to time shift and, and you know, appear there no matter what. They're going to time like, warp around your protocols. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I like this. Um, his quote, my sweet, naive granddaughter, humanity never stood a chance against the Vex and those lives are expendable. Besides, each one lost is an EXO gained. Another soldier to fight against the Vex. The future is EXO. Like, wow. Okay. That just proves how much of a scumbag he is. Like, he is pretty scummy. I'm just, I, ugh. Like, I appreciate that Elsie is trying to save lives like human lives and not give him more bodies to just turn into exos which leads me to believe like can you take a dead body and turn it into an exo or do they have to be alive when they're turned into an exo 
That's actually a good question. Because because last we knew, the actual process killed people, but they were still alive at that point. Because this one is making it sound like they can be dead. Each one lost is an exo gained. Each lives are expendable. Each one lost is it makes it sound like you can take a dead body and turn it into an exo is what this is implying. And if so, then you can really just take a dead body and be like, okay, you're an exo now. I'm throwing you in a body. Like, yeah. How horrific is that? That's no bueno. I'm a little horrified by that. Yeah. I honestly thought they had to be alive to be turned into exos but now looking at that i'm wondering if i was wrong looks like that was our initial assumption like i thought they had to like like map their minds yeah like they had to be alive to do that right like everyone thought it 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 wasn't just you so like now we're being told that all you just need is just the mind maybe No, like as as long as the mind is intact, I I suppose. I mean, maybe it just has to be freshly dead. Yeah. I mean, maybe if it's still, if it's not like, because I mean, if it's if it's freshly dead, like neurons are still firing. It's just you're dead. You know, so like maybe it's there's like a gray area in between. Could be. If that makes sense. So maybe there's like an amount of time after it dies. I really kind of want clarification on that. We might find clarification later on. Yeah. Let's keep reading. Is there anything else in this? Uh, just that I like that the new guy is already rejecting Clovis. <laughs> Yeah. I also I just... really like uh, who is it? When one who's narrating this one? Uh-huh. <laughs> like all the comments that when one's making like badass. <laughs> like, right. All the mental comments. He just yeah, like lady. <laughs> Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You go, lady. That's the kind of shit you and I say. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah he's ready he's fucking he's down to fight and he does not like Clovis at this point I don't know anybody who actually does like Clovis yeah Clovis is an asshole (laughs) like AI or otherwise so ew like, I mean, come on, Clovis the First was willing to sacrifice his daughter or uh, granddaughter. Yeah. I mean, he sacrificed his, like, tiny son. Well, sort of. His son yeah. being put into an exo was to save him, not to, to yeah. test out the exo yeah. process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. 
That didn't work out too well. No. Mm -mm. Sad. Yeah. Shall we read the next one? Let's go. All right. Recovered memory. Knox 4. May 19, 5 a.m. Another day, another forage into 2082 Volantis. It's always the same. Every time we enter into the glassway where the portal resides, defensive protocols go into effect, portal gets activated, we take out any vex that come through, then Dr. Bray leads our unit inside for further resource collection and exploration. I hope they don't make me go first this time. Frontline usually gets picked off immediately. Knox, you're taking lead today, she says. Of course. Understood, Dr. Bray. Portal's activating. Next step should be... Dr. Bray, we have a problem. Dr. D Dr. Ruiz interrupts. Great. Wonder what's wrong. Talk to me, Dr. Bray replies. Noe 2 noticed a critical error in our surveillance tech on the alien side of the portal. The sensors are offline. Can't tell what's coming through without them. Has that ever happened before? No. Dr. Bray takes a pause, then shut it down. We'll need authorization. I'm authorizing it. His authorization. Clovis doesn't trust her to make the big calls. It drives her insane. Listen, Esteban, Clovis is currently on a respirator in a coma. He's likely going to be dead within the next 24 hours. So with all due respect, I'm making the calls now. Loud mechanical noises. What was that? Came from the portal. Everyone's looking. Something's coming. Loud explosion. <laughs> Minotaur fire all cannons, Dr. Bray yells. She's got this. The Minotaur is coming through. We're firing. Nothing's working. Maybe she doesn't got this. Rockets! Another exo screams. Dr. Bray's trying. We're all trying. This thing is something fierce, and it's not alone. We've got goblins! Someone exclaims. They keep pouring through, nonstop. I'm firing away. This isn't normal. It's too many. Incoming! Dr. Ruiz screams. What the hell is that? It's like a Vex Hydra, but way bigger with a wraparound shield. It's destroying everything. Shards of Exos rain down on us. They just keep coming. There's no end in sight. I'm firing every last bullet I have, but it's not enough. Ruiz, shut it down now, Dr. Bray yells. He isn't shutting anything down. He's just a mangled corpse now. Dr. Bray sees it. Evacuate immediately. Go, 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 she shouts as she and a few others run, barely escaping. I try. I run as far as I can, but it's no use. They're on me now, ripping out my arms, pinning me to the floor. This is it for me. Maybe I'll be brought back as Knox 5, but if not, well. I close my eyes. A woman smiles at me. She's cooking pierogies. Must be mom. Can't wait to try them. It's good to be home again. I remember finding this exo. Do you? Yeah. Is it in the glassway? I believe it's in the Well of Infinitude. Um, but like this exo, when you actually find them, he talks about how he has a memory of his mom making pierogies. Oh yeah, I said that wrong, by the way. I can't read. Um... Oh yeah, and he said that he why would why you would put somebody a memory like that? Right. Why would somebody program 
a memory like that to make him want a pierogi, which he'll never actually be able to taste Mm -hmm. from a woman he will never actually meet. That's why. That's the reason. Yeah. Oh, man. That's rough. Uh, so, going back up to the top. Um, you like my explosion and loud mechanical noises? <laughs> that was that was funny. I'm super good at this, guys. <laughs> Professional voice actor. <laughs> so, two zero eight two Volantis is the the. Planet around the Forge Star that everybody has been. Well, by everybody, I mean everybody from Clovis Bray, mm-hmm. you know, the company, um, have been foraging and pulling resources from. Um, and it's it's actually cool to see that the Glassway is actually. Mm-hmm named that rather than just oh hey run the strike the glass way no like Mm -hmm. that's the actual name of the place i do like that yeah um and it sounds like the big boss that we actually fight in the strike is what they come up against Mm mm-hmm yeah you know the what the hell is that? It's like a Vex Hydra, but way bigger. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I do like that. Um, poor Knox. <laughs> yeah. Poor poor Knox. Um, just it makes it sound like Knox. Knox is on his third. Um. Re or reset at this point because mm-hmm. it's Knox four, so another day, another forage into 2082 Volantis. It's always the same. I hope they don't make me go first this time, it usually gets picked off immediately. So, this is the, the third time probably that he's had to go, he's probably had to go first three times. That's is rough. What that makes me feel like, yeah. That is rough. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, if you have, um, I mean, we talked about, like, the numbering system, but um, if you're an EXO, then your organic body, you're zero. Your first reset, you're, you know, like, 801 would be your first reset. So, mm-hmm. you've never been reset before. And then two would be your first death. So, poor guy. So, he's on his third death. But now... Like, this entry actually brings up a good point. Mm-hmm. So, I had always assumed that, like, whenever we were talking about a, a EXO being reset, mm-hmm. that it was, like, the body was intact. Mm-hmm. But this isn't obviously the case all the time. Mm-hmm. Because... I mean, they're talking about how, you know, 
they're on me now, ripping out my arms, uh, pinning me to the floor. This is it for me. Maybe I'll be brought back as Nox 5, but if not, well... Um, I know it was talked about in some other places, not necessarily here, but they have backups each time. And they're all kept in the Deepstone Crypt. So like each time they're reset, I feel like they get backed up. It's not, they don't go back to their original. They just get backed up to like the last time they're backed up. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it it does. yeah, I feel like they have backup protocols that they just like automatically get backed up. <laughs> so they can just get reset that way. So can they just like get a new body or get fixed? Because don't they have their numbers like etched put into, into the body? Their... Yeah, so the, do they just get a new body each time? That's what I'm starting to believe. I mean, those bodies must be expensive, but they must not be if they get a new body each time and they're so expendable. Like, is it just like Kirkland bodies? They're just Costco bodies? <laughs> like, are these just go like on down Kirkland to your local... brand X? <laughs> just go on down to your local Costco, buy yourself a couple of dozen exo bodies. That'd be it. <laughs> Instead of buying one exo body, it's just like a pack of 10. <laughs> Because it's Costco. You know, buy a pack of 10 for, (laughs) what, 40 bucks? 40 bucks. (laughs) It's like, I don't want one toothbrush. They're like, you want 10 toothbrushes, right? I'm like, no, I want one. (laughs) It's just me. They're like, no, you're going to want 10. I'm like, okay. Right. Which is now why my lab has a bunch of toothbrushes. (laughs) For, you know, lab toothbrushing. She's Christ Costco, Costco bodies. But uh, they might seriously these these Vex body or these Exo bodies must be cheap. This shit. Yeah, that's all I can think of because they're throwing them at the Vex, especially right. if they're ripping their arms off each time. Well, and and if you stop and consider, in the last entry, Clovis was like, "Well, everybody killed is another Exo." Yeah. Like the production cost must not be as high as we would think. Yeah, but you have okay, so think I I have to go through this. I'm sorry, but sitting here considering it, A, you're on an icy moon on Jupiter, like next to Jupiter. So you're like kind of in the middle of nowhere. It takes a while to get to you. Where are you getting all of your parts? Are you just pulling them out of... Are you mining them on Europa? Are all the parts made from Vex parts? Are they getting all of their metal like from Volantis as well? That could be. Because, I mean, we know that the Vex are mining their sun because they've made it... It's like as old as the universe is and they've been mining it forever. That's why they call it the Forge Star. Right. So maybe they're mining it as well. So maybe they can just like do that. And then, um, so let's assume, I'm going to make a lot of assumptions here. <laughs> let's assume they're getting a lot of their metal from Volantis 
And that's why they keep going back because they're getting more parts for exos because this is bothering me that i don't know where they're getting all these parts from <laughs> um we know that they need to get more vex milk to make their alkahest with right mm -hmm. <laughs> to pass it so the you know so clarity control can like gank up that vex milk because <laughs> that's what we're gonna call it <laughs> to gank up that vex milk <laughs> yep i sure yep we gotta pass it through her legs gank up that vex juice so except that she doesn't have legs uh, i know i've upskirted her and i'm really disappointed about that <laughs> she does have tits though you can get a really good view if you stand on her head and like look down i have screen caps i bet you do i do don't me to send them to you no oh okay i'm good sad. i'm oh. good all right fine Boom. moving statues don't don't do it for me oh don't blink blink and you're dead yep the wibbly wobbly tiny whitey <laughs> <laughs> um uh so if they're getting all of their stuff from the Vex, so that implies that their their Kirkland brand like Exos are now mostly Vex, and not just like part Vex. Because like, where are they getting their shit from? Yeah. Like, sorry, I I just I need to know, Bungie. Please tell me. <laughs> Please at me on Twitter at Hey It's Orchid and tell me it, <laughs> somebody. It, it could also be the fact that I mean it's Clovis Bray. Like it could also I be the fact that I don't care if it's Clovis Bray. I need well, to no, know. no, no. So, so what I'm getting at is the fact that it could also be that Clovis, the company, is just constantly sending parts from Earth. Yeah. Or from Mars, and, wherever. Uh huh. Yeah, and I considered that too. But at the same time, like, uh, this is still golden age, right? Yes. Are there like 11 billion humans at this point? Possibly. Okay, I don't, I, I, it bothers me that I don't know, like, what's the world population? Like, what are people doing? We live on different moons and planets now and stuff. So I'm assuming there's a lot of people. Yeah, it it's possible. I have no idea. There's so many things I don't know. And I just like the part of me that does a lot of logistics, because I do a lot of logistics for work. Like, I need to know these things. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, so let's move on before, like, my brain needs to know more about these, like, Kirkland brand Vex Exos. <laughs> all right i'll be covering recovered memory wesley 3 june 3rd 2 12 p.m haven't been here in a while had me working on that satellite dish last time where are we the new exo asks he always has so many questions fine i'll bite karen's crossing 
main comm station for Eventide to connect with the rest of the soul system, I say. This is the place that AI mentioned. I thought we weren't coming here. Dr. Bray steps in. We're just making sure Clovis can't get what he wants. I'm sending a distress call. And then we're jamming all external comm links. We'll meet it back up with the others when we're done here. New Exo's still a bit confused. He's got a million questions. When it comes to the Brays, we all do. Wesley, did you forget why I brought you? Dr. Bray interjects. I didn't forget, just distracted. I was waiting for you to send the signal, Dr. Bray. I reply. Drop the formalities, Wes. Just prep the jammer, please. Okay, okay, getting to it. New Exo's standing guard at the door. Dr. Bray brought him as extra muscle, she claims. I think she just doesn't want him out of her sight. So, the AI called you granddaughter, the new Exo says. He's not holding back anymore. Wonder if she'll tell him. That he did, she says. And he called me family. So, you and I are related? Something like that. You don't want to tell me? We shouldn't discuss an identity upload without proper protocol because it could cause unwanted side effects. I may have been activated today, but I'm not stupid. What aren't you telling me? We all know the truth. Just tell the poor guy. Dr. Bray sighs. Unlike Clovis, I have no intention of guiding your fate. If we were up to me, you wouldn't exist in the first place. That was harsh. New Exo looks hurt. I just want to understand why I'm here. Dr. Bray lets up a bit. Look, I'm sorry. But you should realize how lucky you are. You have a second chance here. Trust me when I tell you, you're better off not knowing. So, you're deciding for me, too. Like Clovis. Got her. I am not Clovis. My attention switches back to the task in front of me. Uh-oh. Something's wrong with these systems. Sorry to cut this exciting chat short, but our whole comms system is being overridden, I say. Clovis. Dr. Bray is furious. That damn liar. Our internal comm systems aren't down at all. He's going to get billions of people killed. Screw this. We have to get everyone on that evac ship immediately. Then I'll deal with the Vex and Clovis. End this for good. My god. She's actually going to do it. She's going to blow up the whole damn moon. This family is insane. I have to get out of here. And then I never want to see another Bray again. He doesn't want to see another Bray ever again. I mean... Can't really blame him. I Yeah. The, the Brays are pretty just... I'd be done with them, too. Yeah. Like, all the shit they do, I, I can't blame him. Yeah. I don't know. 
I mean, do you want to help me unpack this? Uh. So. From my understanding, they're trying to get a, a distress signal out, and then they're going to jam all comms from the moon, mm-hmm. you know, from Europa. Yeah. Um, so because that's the plan, Elizabeth brought the new guy as muscle mm-hmm. yeah. and Wesley... Uh, to actually man the comms, man the jamming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, Clovis completely lied to everybody, saying, you know, oh, like he he told everybody that the comms were down, from what it sounded, and now it's it's it. We find out that it was a lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And Elizabeth is really harsh on the new guy. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know who it is. We don't. I mean, we do, because we know the ending. Right. But we don't at this point. Yeah. I don't know. Um... I'm really seeing the Clovis at Damwire. Eternal comm systems aren't down at all. He's going to get billions of people killed. Again, with the whole I want to make everyone an EXO plan that he's obsessed with. Who needs people when we can have EXOs? Yeah. Yep. I mean, Jesus. She's still trying to blow up the moon. Just great. Yeah. Anyway. It's. Yeah. It like so far this book has been straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's mostly dialogue and internal thought. Mm-hmm. And I've got a feeling it's going to be that way the rest of the book. We'll find out, though. Yep, we will. Mm-hmm. All right. Shall we one? read the next one? Yeah. Are we good for one more? Yeah. All right. This is Recovered Memory, Reba 3. June 3rd, 5.01 p.m. Elsie, or I mean Dr. Bray, just arrived with some bad news. The Clovis AI is sending the Vex off-world. She's got a plan to stop it, but I won't pull the trigger until we're all safe. I admire her. We had some bad news of our own to give in return. We tried to evacuate everyone in the bunker E15, but it was too late. Vex had killed everyone in there. It was horrific. R.I.P. friends. Dr. Bray said she's forming a plan to reach the evac ships, but she's been sitting in silence for the last five minutes. I think she's feeling guilty for not going back to the bunker in time. Or maybe she's thinking about how this whole Vex takeover is partly her fault in the first place, facilitating the forages into Volantis, killing countless Vex. 
If only she knew the truth. What Clovis did to her. I've been dying to tell her. But I haven't. Because, well, I didn't want to end up like her. But I can barely stand it. We were friends. Good friends. Now she only knows me as Reba 3. Oh, here she goes. Listen up, everyone. The Vex have to be in the tunnels by now, so we're going in by foot into the snow to get to the ship. Our destination is 55 degrees, 52 north, 44 degrees, 11 west. In case you get lost, I want every Exo to turn their infrasensors on and to ensure their weapons are loaded and ready. We will get all of you off-world, I promise. Dr. Bray has always been eagerly empathetic, but she's never been in a place to act it until now. She takes the lead position with that new exo at her side. Here we go. It's dark and windy. The infrasensors help us see Vex every few meters through this snowstorm. We get the drop each time, but for how long? Gunfire. Spoke too soon. Got two on my left. Gunfire. Got him. Gunfire. Got me. Viva's down. Gunfire. Thanks for the cover, new exo. But you're about ten seconds too late, and I can't move anymore. Dr. Bray kneels next to me. Reba, I'm sorry. It's what we signed up for, isn't it? I say. Not really, though. We signed up to live forever. I'm just trying to be supportive of others as I lay dying. This damn empathy protocol. That's what made Elsie and I such good friends. I'll recover your memory bank from the archives, I promise, she says. I doubt it. But if she does manage to get back into the lab... Elsie, bank E1815. It's in his office. That's the best I can do for her because it's all fading to emptiness now. Sand. Ouch. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. Oh, no. But this actually does give us a little bit of information that it's it's like what we were discussing earlier um mm -hmm. you don't actually need the body in order to bring somebody back yeah yeah so that yeah so well well okay so but we we discussed that you don't to bring someone back, I was wondering if you had to bring them back from being a human and turning them into an exo the first time. But if you're going to reboot them as an exo, so I'm wondering now if it just like always updates them. Like, are they always connected to Wi-Fi or something? <laughs> like, Well, considering. There... Oh, uh, where was it in the first entry? There was something in there, right? That there's yeah. always a backup in the Deepstone Crypt. Cloud memory collection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, that makes me think that all the Exos are constantly just sending their new memories to the cloud. It, mm -hmm. Essentially, they're just doing backups to the cloud, which, I mean, it would be the Bray servers, but... Oh, man. That's an interesting thought to go down. Mm-hmm. Because that actually... That actually brings up everybody's 
big concern or big request right. from Bungie. Mm-hmm. And it actually could be our Cade if that is the way it works. Like, mm -hmm. everybody wants Cade back. Yeah. And if cloud memories work that way, the way I'm thinking that they do. Right. Like, I think we could get him back. We could. Mm-hmm. But now, my, the only concern that I have is mm -hmm. those, I, I figured that those cloud memories would stop upon death, which, I mean, there's no new mm -hmm. memories being created. Yeah. Once an EXO is rezzed for the first time as a guardian, do those cloud memories start up again? That's what I'm wondering, too. So I'm wondering if you're res. Okay, okay. I'm wondering if you become a guardian that they stop backing up. Because right. Because then you're no longer, yeah, because you're no longer connected. Well, like Felwinter, like, if you, oh, so if we use Felwinter as an example, even though he's not technically part of this whole process because he's separate. Right. But um, when he became, when he became Felwinter and stopped being, Oh, when he became a guardian and stopped being Felwinter, like the Exo, and Rasputin couldn't find him anymore. That leads me to believe he was disconnected from the network. Right. From the Clovis Bray network. So maybe. And maybe. I, I don't. Because, like, using Felwinter, it, it's a very unique situation. Because, mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm looking for the average Exo Guardian. Felwinter is a totally other It's a separate, case. but I'm wondering if it works the same way, though. Because, like, I... I I can see two different possibilities that, you know, once the XO dies in their first life, that switch is just turned off. Mm -hmm. You know, it, yeah. they, they turn cloud saving off. Mm -hmm. um, and then once they're rezzed as a guardian, it, it branches off into two different ways. It could either mm -hmm. switch back on or it just stays off. Mm -hmm. So, if it switches back on, we totally could get Cade back. But I'm wondering if it stays off because he right. was technically. So I'm wondering if it stays off because right. there's only, yeah, because now the light reses him and he's not, there's no more, like you can't go to the Deepstone Crypt and like make a new one after that because there there was no more after that. You know? Well, and, and it, it depends on how the actual process is going. Because, I mean, it, like I was saying, if, if cloud saves turn back on, their memories are being re-uploaded to, you know, Clovis's cloud. And 
I mean, heck, it it's we need to more, know more about the process, mm-hmm. and that's that's the hard part. Is yeah, I just I. The more I read, the more questions I have, which is just like in real life where the more things I know, the more I realize I am an idiot. Right? Yeah. (laughs) The more, yeah, the more information I learn in life, the more I realize I am a big dumbass. Me too. Yep. Oh, isn't that how it is in life, though? Jesus. This is really sad, though. The very end of this, um, Bank E1815, it's in his office, and that's not the bank where she is. That's a separate one. E1 through 815 is her bank. I'm, I'm knowing that because I've read this book before (laughs) okay looking at yeah looking at what reba is telling elsie to look at in the end elsie bank e1 through 815 it's in his office because we know that elsie's been reset hundreds and hundreds of times from reading other books too right 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 not necessarily reset but yeah she's died that many times yeah. These are um I'm fairly certain Bank E one through eight fifteen are all of her memories from when she died the eight hundred and fifteen times. See, you're reading it as E one through eight fifteen. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if it's bank E one and then number eight fifteen slot eight fifteen. I I'm not reading it that way. I think it's Elsie is the E and then it's lives eight one through eight fifteen. Because I think she has been reset that many times. But this is Reba talking. Yeah, that's Reba telling Elsie because she's she said up here that... Except that she's um, Reba 3. Yeah. So she's only been reset mean, twice. So there's yeah, no Yeah, Reba's only been reset twice. I'm, she's talking to Elsie and telling Elsie. Because Elsie doesn't know this. Reba does. Right. Yeah. But you're missing what I'm getting at. What are you getting at? So Reba has only had two resets, meaning she would have only had two backups. Yes. Where does the one through 815 come in? Why do you think she's talking about her own backups? Because Elsie promised? No, she's telling Elsie about Elsie's backups. Okay. She says, I doubt it, but if she does manage to get back into the lab, it's in his... Why would her... Why would Reba's backups be in his office? They wouldn't be. They'd be in the I archive. don't know. They wouldn't be in his office. That'd be stupid. <laughs> like... Reba means nothing. Reba is garbage. <laughs> but <laughs> like, then Reba again, is, to Clovis, everyone is garbage. And not his, not his granddaughter. Only because he it can too- pull out that familial string and get her to do what he wants. Exactly. So she's worth more than everybody else's. And also, she's perfection because he's worked on her. And if she's died that many times for perfection, because he's tested things on her and done horrific things to her. Yeah. Right. 
This is these are Elsie's memories. These aren't his. These aren't these aren't Reba's memories. These are Elsie's that she's telling her to find. Heck yeah, go Reba. Reba, you, you're a great person. I'm sorry you're dead. And see, I just I didn't initially read it that way, and I don't have any of the actual information that you have I've, from actually reading it. I've I've read a lot of all of the everything and see i haven't yeah but this um this comes from a reading a lot of the i mean this comes from the 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 arg and the, the collector's edition and this and like everything putting it all together poor elsie she's been through a lot but Oh, that's a lot of reading. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I'll read our last entry for today. Recovered Memory, Hector 6. June 3rd, 9.34 p.m. Can't believe we're back at eventide. The place is in ruins. Sad to see it this way. But I need to get off Europa. Rumor is Dr. Bray is going to blow up the whole place. Evac ships in sight at 11 o'clock. Thanks for the call out, nameless XO. Everyone, hold, Dr. Bray says and points out the Vex around the evac ship. If we're going to have to do this carefully, she tells it us. Everyone, Elizabeth, a familiar voice says, oh no, it's the AI. He's overridden all our comms. We can all hear him. Do not set foot on that ship. Piss off, Grandfather, she snaps. And you, my new friend? What will you do? The AI asks. He's talking to the nameless one now. What the hell is he planning? Dr. Bray looks to the nameless Exo. She shakes her head, signaling him not to say anything. But he looks mad. Seemed mad at her since they got here. Tell me who I am, and I'll stay behind, the Exo says. Really? Family drama? Dr. Bray's furious. We don't have time for this. My friend, I'm surprised you haven't figured it out by now, the AI responds. I'm Clovis Bray, like you, the Exo says. That's right, Clovis won, the AI says, sounding almost giddy. But I can't remember anything about my life. By design, you were stripped down to your most basic emotional form, like all exos. But help me keep your friends from leaving, and I will tell you everything about your life. There's a pause. Dr. Bray shakes her head at Clovis 1. Pleased, she starts. We don't need another Clovis. I've seen her speak sincerely before, but this is way beyond that. This feels more like begging. Clovis 1 and Dr. Bray share a look. Piss off, old man, Clovis 1 says into his comms. Dr. Bray is utterly thrilled. We all are. Phew. So you still refuse to acknowledge your god. So be it, the AI says. What the hell does that mean? Huge explosion. Systems offline. That was a great huge explosion. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're really great at the sound effects. <laughs> so I like um, how the EXO, I think, has known for a while who he is. Or at least figured out. Because, I mean, he is very smart. Like, we Clovis Bray is a genius. Genius levels, yeah. Yeah. And so he figured it out probably immediately. Probably. So, and the fact that um, Clovis AI has been really trying to keep him on world the entire time. Yeah. It's, like, the entire time. But I do like um, that Clovis One is not choosing to be like Clovis AI, which I like. I like that too. Mm-hmm. It like he's got all the intellect, but he's stripped down to just the most basic emotional form of clovis Mm -hmm. and it essentially it's it's weird seeing a second form of clovis go a different path yeah exactly and i think it's a good it's kind of like a healing way also like stepping back for a second and looking at the season it's a lot about healing as like painful as a seal as the as the season kind of has been but like you get like spoilers if you didn't know if you haven't done the lament quest yet that banshee is clovis bray um <laughs> spoiler alert but you've known this character for years now 6 years you've known cute doddering banshee and you learn that he is this like he was this monster but knows nothing of his past and like it's not the same person at all and yeah. you also have like you have aldrin who's been <laughs> which is the thing that i struggle with <laughs> daily <laughs> you have aldrin who's been resurrected and is nothing like he was when he was Aldrin, because he's now the crow, or just crow, and stupid pulled pork. Um, so you have you have that healing as well, and so your guardian, who you spent an entire season hunting him down to kill him, and now you're having to work alongside him and see him daily regularly and work with him and deal with the whole fact that like you revenged him like seriously for months you hunted him down and killed him and now you're having to like stare at his dumb face like some sort of cosmic joke and Clovis Bray this evil evil horrible we've read in the like collector's edition and we've read in the ARG we've read in like just (laughs) the sheer amount of like horrific experiments that he did 
on um on vex and humans itself to try to you know create immortality for him and for other humans you know to down i guess to create him to turn himself into a god and now you realize that banshee is him like it's a lot and so it's a lot of it's a lot of like healing in that respect i think i think it's good it's good writing you know yeah Mm -hmm. i do like that um he chooses then to wrap it up i do like how clovis uh one chooses to not be clovis bray and to be his own person it's nice that just I like because that too. you just because you have, you know, just because you are destined to be that person doesn't mean you have to be that person. You can make your own choices. You know? it, it's the whole argument of destiny versus free will. Yeah, exactly. Cool beans. Well, do you have any shout outs, Alamist? Ishtar Collective, as always. Uh... I think that's it. Oh, uh, shout out to Mrs. Ivan. She's kept me sane this past week. Mm. Um, even if it's only like five minutes a day, we've been chatting every now and then. And shout out to my work husband, John. Uh, he's Aww. moving on to a different company and, uh, him and I had a, a one-on-one. Like, we set up one-on-ones so that him and I could just de-stress, and we've been playing Halo. And he, in the latest one-on-one, he, like, he he sat down and was like, dude, you just need to relax. You know, you've been with the company for, you know, X number of years. At that point... I would, you know, you have done everything that I have done at that point of my tenure. So, -hmm. like, you're ready to step up if you want. Good for him. And it was just, it was just really nice for someone to have seen that kind of progress in me. Mm -hmm. Because I'm too close to it. I can't really see it. Right. That's nice. I know you really like John, so yeah yeah good luck john i know he'll never hear it good luck john (laughs) (laughs) um i have a shout out to um everybody who worked on emolent with me and um to robert brooks who i think is the one who wrote it and who is the one who fought for Saint Fourteen and Osiris to be canonically in a relationship? Fuck yeah! Was was I right, guys? Was Orchid correct the entire time when she said that they were in a relationship, and all of you chuckle fucks said that they weren't? Uh, that's right. I was. I was right from the beginning. Suck it. That's right. I was right. To be fair, I never said that they weren't. You're welcome. No, you didn't. Because you knew too. Good job. 
All you guys, you did. I was right. I I rolled my eyes at it, but I never. Yep, but I was right. Yeah, I was right. Look at that! I was right. I was finally right about something. <laughs> and now that makes the. Th- the Let me fourth. have this one thing. Let me have this one thing. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. So now that makes the fourth. Uh, canonical gay couple. Yee, I love in it. In Destiny. It's amazing. I like it because it makes it an everyday occurrence. And it's no big deal, which is how it should be. Yeah. Because visibility matters. And I know people who say it doesn't. And I am coming at this as someone who is pansexual and polyamorous. Visibility matters. And representation matters. And people who say it doesn't, it does. Okay. And I am so happy about this. So thank you, Robert Brooks, for like, thank you. I know you'll never hear it, but thank you. I can definitely agree with that. Because like representation matters. I, I think it's important and I appreciate that it was put in the story and made canonical and um, I know we don't really talk about this kind of thing on the podcast and I'm sure it'll ruffle feathers and if it does um, go away I mean I don't really care about how you feel so sorry this is important to me. <laughs> so I think this is, um, yeah. So thank you. Cause, cause like I said, representation matters. And I think you know, diversity matters. So it, it does. And I see some of those comments of like people getting upset about it. And I just, look mm-hmm. at it i'm like why yeah why it doesn't change anything about the characters it doesn't change mm-hmm. it's just it doesn't but i think their relationship is beautiful and um especially with the end of Emmeline, it was really sad um but with sagira with sagira's death it gives saint that one um or it gives osiris that one life that he wanted to have with saint it was the one he saw a bunch of timelines and there's one timeline that he saw that he could have with saint and i think with her death that's the one that he'll be able to have so yeah as sad as that is it it definitely is sad because she was it's the so lovable fun. snarky character. Recording her was so much fun. <laughs> How's it feel recording it. for a dead woman? Uh, <laughs> it was fun. I would. I totally want to do it again. But oh well. Anyway, that's it. I just had to say some because we didn't say it at the beginning, and like this was important to me. So like, we got a second twoggle at the end. No, it's in shadows. Yeah. 
Anyway, um, here are our reminders. You can send angry tweets at us at guardians underscore lore. You can rage tweet at me at hey, it's orchid. Elmist doesn't. He just retweets things at I underscore am underscore Elmist. But you can tweet at him as well. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you want to leave reviews, except Spotify, where you can join us on our Discord. Um, There's a link in the description of this podcast. Almost. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.